Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking calls, I'm answering your emails, talking about sex and relationships. We're doing it all here, folks. Topics include what really counts as bad sex. Survey says this is what really bums women out in the bedroom. Also, how to know if it's time for sex or couples therapy and the debate around internal versus external orgasms because vaginas are still so misunderstood. What kind of birth control is right for you? And penis extenders, are they actually worth it? All this and more. Thanks for listening. I know I talk a lot about sex toys for women, but not to worry, guys. Let me give you a helping hand. Well, actually, you're going to have to use your hand or your partner's hand. But let me tell you about the new Flesh Skin from Fleshlight. The Flesh Skin is a compact stroker unlike any other. It's open at both ends and has finger holes for the perfect grip. So whether you're using it on your own or letting your partner do the heavy lifting, it's the perfect addition to your bedroom activities. The combination of the comfortable grip, the ability to vary the pressure, and Fleshlight's ultra-realistic silicone will let you in on all the sex toy fun. Just grab some water-based lube and use the Flesh Skin to add a whole new range of sensations to your pleasure. Get a better grip with the flesh skin. Just visit sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight. That's sexwithemily.com slash fleshlight to order your flesh skin today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can also subscribe and comment on iTunes. I love when you subscribe. I read all your comments. It's amazing. Social media is all at Sex with Emily across the board. And happy Masturbation Month. I will be announcing a contest this week, so be sure to follow me on all those fun places. So I want to talk to you about women and sex. Specifically, what are the things that happen in bed that women go, you know what, that just, that wasn't the best sex of my life. In fact, these are the things that are kind of bumming me out in bed. And I love this survey because I was just thinking, you know, one of the impetuses for starting my show was I've always been fascinated by sex when people were like, I had best great sex last night. Or if they were like, I had really bad sex. I always want to know like, what does it mean when you have bad sex? Or what does it mean when you have great sex? I think we can all learn a lot from this. And when I look at this here, I'm going to read these to you. It doesn't surprise me that this hasn't changed a lot over the years, what women find lacking in the bedroom. What I hope comes from this is, is two things. First of all, if you are someone who's like, oh yeah, lack of foreplay, that bums me out too, that this might be a great night to talk to your partner and say, you know what, babe? You know, because you're going to know that you're not alone, that a lot of women are bummed out by this. And you think, this is a good time for me to approach my partner for more foreplay or just, you know, any of these things, if they inspire you. Okay. So the first thing that women constitute as bad sex is lack of foreplay. You guys know that, 
I always say foreplay, not just like a light suggestion. It's actually a requirement. We can't get aroused as quickly as men typically do. 57% of women, they say bad sex because the foreplay was too short or non-existent. And that's something that I've just heard all the time. So if you need a little reminder, don't skip the foreplay. Skip appetizers, skip dessert, but just never skip the foreplay. Moving too fast. You guys, listen. This is how you can remember this tip. Whatever you're doing sexually, go five times slower. Go, go, go three to five times slower. I promise you that slow sex is so hot. It's different. It's enticing. And it's really, it's going to be that kind of sex that I think a lot of people, we're always looking for variety and changing things up in the bedroom. If you just move a little bit slower, it can have a huge impact. I promise. Because what happens is, especially for men who get really turned on, I think that men get very excited and they want to rush through things. They want to get through sex quickly. And I'm not saying a quickie isn't great sometimes, but if you're looking for more, you're looking for more intimacy, more connection, try going a little bit slower. The next thing, not having an orgasm. Now, you know how I feel about this. I don't think that you have to go into sex with the goal of orgasm. Everybody climaxes, everyone wins. But if you've been having sex for a while and you're like, every single time I'm not having an orgasm, I can understand that is not going to be the most satisfying sex. So if you're not having an orgasm, go get one. The next thing, you guys, is dirty sheets. I mean, I could do a whole show about your your hygiene in your bedroom, okay? For men and for women, you guys, you got to wash your sheets at least once a week. And I get it. It's part of adulting. Like, there were many times in my 20s where I was like, I can push it two weeks. But it's we can tell when your sheets are not clean. And it's really just the polite thing to do if you have someone coming over. God, I've had so many experiences with it. I've had guys who are like, you know, you roll over and there's like another woman's like ponytail holder in your bed. Like, at least shake out the sheets, right? That's just like a tame one, but dirty sheets doesn't work for a lot of us. And the next one, the final one, unreciprocated oral sex. (sighs) Where do I start here? I think that there is this thing that happens with oral sex that a lot of women were pleasers and we think, okay, we're going to give to our partners and we're not going to accept everything in return. And I can also think that there's some guys who just feel entitled to oral sex. They think, well, I'm going to get oral sex and maybe I'll provide it back to my partner. And I'm not saying that every single guy is like this, but I'm telling you, oral sex is the gift that keeps on giving. And if you're really into it, I promise it's going to keep coming back to you. It comes around, goes around. I get that bad sex is subjective, but these things all ring true. I've experienced these things. I've heard them from women. So take note. Okay. Now we are on to your calls and emails. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, That's awesome because that's why I'm on the planet. You can text Ask Emily, all one word, to 797979. You fill out an easy form, you get your question answered. It's good for everyone. Okay, first we have Chris. He's 36 from Tennessee. Hi, Emily. I'm a 36 year old married straight male. Is it natural to get turned on by seeing another male masturbating or playing with himself, as in seeing them on Tumblr? Like, I have no desire to have sex or attraction to another male. I just get erect as if I was watching a woman do the same. What does this mean for my sexuality? Thanks, Chris. Chris, here's some good news. If you're worried that this means anything, it means nothing. It just means that you're a straight guy who likes to watch some gay porn. And there's a lot of gay men who like to watch straight porn, which makes sense. And I feel like um, you don't have to get tripped up on what this means for your identity. It might, you know, are you really gay or are you bisexual? Because the thing that we have to remember is that 
sexual attractions and your sexual behaviors are more than just your identity. So if you think you'll never hook up with a guy, great. You don't have to hook up with a guy. You know, you are straight. You like porn that of a variety. And that's like a lot of people. But like Kinsey said, sexuality is fluid. We're all on a spectrum. And he even said that no one's 100% perfectly gay or straight. So I think you're just fine here, Chris. I'm not judging you. Don't judge yourself. Sounds like a good time. You know what turns you on. And that's the most important thing. Okay, this is from Dexter48 in Florida. Dear Emily, according to recent books, clitoral orgasms seem to be the holy grail of orgasms. Previously, people were encouraged to explore the G-spot, the U-spot, and A-spot orgasms. Now it's being said that there's no such thing as vaginal orgasms and that searching for the G-spot is a waste of time. What are your thoughts on this, Dexter? Okay, why do these studies keep coming up, you guys? There's been so many studies. The G-spot exists. It doesn't exist. Now, I happen to know that a lot of women are going to tell you otherwise. I can assure you that all these companies, too, that make these G-spot toys that just kind of hit this sweet spot, they're probably not wrong either. But the vagina is just very, very misunderstood and that there's really no such thing as a wrong kind of orgasm. Some women have clitoral orgasms. Someone can only have internal orgasms. Call it the G-spot, the A-spot, the U-spot. But I think the most important thing is that women, you know, bottom line, they need to prioritize and figure out what works for them and find out where their pleasure is, then go in that direction. You know, I think the clitoris is confusing. It's not just that little button that has 8,000 nerve endings. There's also, you know, those nerve endings extend inside. There's internal nerves. So people would say, oh, well, maybe that's actually what's happening. The other reason why this is a debate, I think, is because so many women have this expectation that during penetration, they should have an orgasm. And if they don't, something's wrong with them. They're they're broken. They're missing some kind of like superpower. Well, we all know that only 30% of women actually have orgasms during intercourse. And so what I think this whole conversation should be about is women specifically understanding that the clitoris, for a lot of women, if they have clitoral stimulation, they're more likely to have an internal orgasm during sex or during anything else. It can just help to knock out that clitoral orgasm. And then the whole internal area, the G-spot, if you believe in that kind of thing, becomes more engorged and then it's easier to have orgasms. So my thoughts to you, Dexter, is no matter who, if you're with a woman, um, just pay attention to what she needs, what she wants, have talks with her and figure out her hot spots. I'm sure she will guide you or you guys can go exploring together. We have so much potential for pleasure, guys. So just keep searching. This is Lance, 35, Kansas. Dear Emily, are penis extensions, specifically the Perfect Fit brand, Fat Boy Thin, worth the time? I feel I'm on the smaller side of average and I've always had the fantasy of having a larger penis. She doesn't have any problems with my size, but we lost our virginity to each other in high school and have been together ever since and never slept with another person. Yes, we are that couple. She generally tries new things that I want to try. And I'm pretty good about not pushing her. We tried a strap on, but it was awkward. So I purchased the fat boy extender and I want to surprise her with it. She's open to trying this kind of thing, but I hate trying new things to find out that it's not worth my time. Thoughts? Lance. Okay, Lance. So first of all, I read this. I'm like, God, you know, I've heard about these penis extenders and I looked up the fat boy thin. And so kind of looks like it's like a dildo. It's like a probably uses, you know, body safe silicone. It fits over your penis and it attaches to your scrotum. So you get this guy, so it goes over the penis and you're wondering then would this make you feel girthier, maybe longer for your partner? And I feel like, why not go ahead and try it? It sounds like she's really open to anything that you want and she'll get to feel a different kind of sensation. So I feel that 
you know, you've already bought it and you own the toy. Why not try it and then report back to me if it actually, if you liked it. And I was reading in here because I'm making sure that you're not having any insecurities. I know you said you're not thrilled with your smaller size, but you just want to give her another experience and give yourself another experience. I'm cool with that. But what I wouldn't be so cool with if every guy listening is like, oh my God, this is my solution. I don't like my penis size and now I'm going to wear a penis extender, which is why I don't think I've ever talked about it because I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But because I think that we have to learn to like love our sizes and love who we are. And I think that men spend so much time, way more time worrying about their penis size than women do. That is a fact that has been proven over and over again. We're way less concerned. But you're not saying any of that, Lance. You're like, I've been with my partner for 18 years, you know, since high school, you're 35. So I'm assuming a long time. And you want to try out this toy that you already bought. So I say, yes, try it out. And also like, even if it doesn't work over your penis, like it looks like it's a nice little dildo, could feel good inside her and you could have some fun with it. So just like I'm all about trying toys, I'm about trying blindfolds, I'm about switching up locations, outside the bedroom, vacation sex. There's so many different ways to add variety to your sex life, which often goes in long-term relationships. So I'm not going to say not to try this penis extender. So Lance, you have my permission. You just have to write me and tell me how it goes. Thanks for emailing. Okay, we have Justin. He's 30 from Austin, Texas, and he wants to know if I have any advice for uh, premature ejaculation challenges. Hey, Justin, thanks for calling in. Hey, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to talk to you. So tell me what's going on. Sounds like you've been working on this. I want to help you. Well, this has been going on, oh gosh, probably since the very beginning of my um, sexual experiences. Um I guess what's been going on is um, I've always kind of struggled with premature ejaculation. I mean, it's um, been pretty, pretty quick. It's been um, on average like 30 to 45 seconds. And, um, you know, I've kind of used these um, sexual enhancement pills that I've bought previous times. That doesn't really help with the premature ejaculation. It just kind of helps me stay erect once I've orgasmed. You know, I've tried... Promethent, like I heard from your show. So right. I went ahead and bought that. And, okay. Um, that actually, you know, it worked a little bit, but I'm still kind of around that 45 second age. And huh. I feel okay. the decent sensitization. Like it's not, um, like I still feel that bit of numbness. So I right. know the product's working, but the delay isn't really happening that right. much. Okay. So what happens during masturbation? You know, it's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it can happen really quickly. Other times it can take up to 20 minutes. Okay. So we know that you do have the ability to last longer during masturbation. Yeah. So that's why I think a lot of it, it probably has to do with, I would say it's your mind and anxiety because it's been happening for so long. So have you tried doing any of the, you know, stop start methods during masturbation, kind of starting to learn ejaculatory control? Yeah, you know, um, that's something I've been working on kind of on and off for years now. Um, I used to do it a lot more consistently, but I kind of got discouraged once it wasn't helping. I've tried the start, stop, um, you know, I've tried working on, I guess, my male kegels, if mm-hmm. that's a thing. No, that's great. And, it is a um, thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So, you know, I've been kind of working on that. Um, I try, you know, the meditation kind of both before and almost clearing my head during the actual activity. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not overthinking anything. Right. And it's almost like 
you know, the moment I snap out of it, like I just get all that sensation, all that feeling. Right, right. And then it's kind of past the point of no return. Right, right. Are you in a relationship? Yes. Okay. So, and is your partner uh, willing to, working with you on this as well? Have you guys tried any, I don't know, practices together of, you know, mutual masturbation where you're, you know, kind of learning to last longer with, with her or him, with your partner. I'm not sure if you're dating a, a man or woman, but a partner next to you kind of supporting you in this process because that could help as well. Because I really think that a lot of this is a mind thing. Like it's anxiety. I know you're trying like meditation and all these things, but it's just, and you've been checked out by the doctor, right? You've gone to a doctor and talked about this. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been to um, an actual doctor yet, but I've talked about it in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, kind of um, take a half step back here. Um, we have talked about it. We've tried m- mutual masturbation. And the thing is, is during, um, even during oral sex, I can last kind of quite a bit longer. It's actually just during that penetration, right. um, during the vaginal intercourse when it happens. But I wasn't sure, like, is there a specialist I should see in terms of a doctor about this? Or can I just go to, like, my primary care, Honestly, I Honestly, I think this is a perfect candidate for a sex therapist. Somebody who specifically can work with you on this. Because I, I have plenty of, I have several guy friends who have gone to see sex therapists and they've been able to work on their premature ejaculation. They no longer have, suffer from premature ejaculation. So, because it sounds like you're really committed, you're really devoted. You said you have a healthy lifestyle. Like, right? You're not you're not drinking or smoking, and I know. I mean, I drink occasionally, like okay. maybe a couple beers a week, but nothing too much. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I would think that a sex therapist, um, someone who specializes in men's health, could actually help you. And this might too sound like very new agey and whatever, but tantric sex is an amazing practice for men where you actually are learning how to breathe with your arousal. And kind of if your partner's into this, you could take like a tantric breathing class where you are learning to circulate your arousal, your orgasm through your body, like without ejaculation. It's a practice, but it's not as like intense as people think, oh my God, it's like a nine hour orgasm. No, it's really just a really intense practice that's like, I, I want to learn to do it. Seriously, as a woman, I want to learn how to get, and that's one of my goals for this year. So I would say to you, find where you live. Like if there is a, um, a sex therapist, someone who teaches Tantra, those two things I think would be amazing for you because you're really dedicated, you're motivated, and I know you're going to get to the bottom of this. And I hope you hey, keep me posted amazing. when it happens. Okay? Yeah, um, thank you so much. Of course, Justin, you got this. I love it. Keep going and you have to let me know what happens because I think once you find someone to work with on this and get on the track, you're going to be great. You're going to get yeah, this. Yeah, I'll look up a therapist uh, tonight. Okay, great. Thank advice. you. Let me know if you need some help with it too, okay? Because we might be able to know someone where you live. You got it. Thanks okay. so much. You're so welcome. Bye, Justin. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Thanks for the good work. Of course. <laughs> You guys, here's the thing. Never give up with any of these things. I know there's things that feel like, God, I've never been able to orgasm during sex or I've never gotten what I wanted in bed. And we can just get frustrated and throw our hands up and say, no, this is the lot I have to live in life. But I'm telling you, if you are committed and motivated to fixing whatever your sexual challenges are or relationship challenges, you can do it. And a lot of times it's about finding the right help and the right person to work with. So if you don't get the answer from one doctor, from one practice, just keep moving because life's too short for bad sex. Those are some great questions. And when we come back, I'll be answering more. So thanks for supporting our sponsors. I'll be right back. Have you ever heard that saying, you don't know what you don't know? 
Well, that is the very best way I can describe my life before I started using the Intensity by Permois. Kegel exercises have always been part of my routine, but I didn't realize exactly how strong my pelvic floor could be until I tried it. The Intensity delivers gentle electrostimulation to the PC muscle group, creating an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Yep, it does your Kegels for you. You just lie back and it does it and you're done. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee, it increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which is why I've stuck with my routine for so long. And now Permois has two devices to choose from. The intensity, which doubles as an awesome rabbit vibrator, and the Apex, which delivers the same electrostimulation without the vibrator function. The Apex is the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation but still want an effortless Kegel workout. To learn more about the intensity and the Apex, click on the Pormaw banner on my website or visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's pourmoi.com slash Emily. I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask such great sex questions. And you also ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Or tell me more about the womanizer, which doesn't surprise me because it's still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about the womanizer all day. I call it the clip whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want. I didn't think they could top the womanizer to go, the one that's shaped like a lipstick. But guess what? They did. The latest womanizer is called the Starlet. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective. Some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a womanizer, now is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily. Okay, we have Janet. She's 64 from Cerritos, California, and she wants to know, should we try sex or couples therapy? Hey, Janet, thanks for calling. Tell me what's going on. Well, I think as described in my email, I'm in a long-term relationship. I'm 64. My partner is 77. We've been together about three or four years, and it's gotten to the point that he will never, ever initiate sex and acts like it's a real big deal, even though, you know, I kind of force him like once or twice a week or something to do, to do something. Yeah. I've tried talking about it. It seems like every time the subject even comes up, we end up in an argument. Mm. When you started dating, you said three and a half years ago, right? Was he, was it it different when you guys started? Oh, yeah. In fact, um, we were longtime friends before we ever became involved romantically. And I was really surprised when, you know, he kind of expressed an interest in me for more than a friendship. And I would say, like normal, maybe the first nine months or year or something, where I would say half and half or spontaneous mm-hmm. or, you know, right, that right. goes. Then it just seemed like it got to be more and more... If I, I get didn't it. Do anything, it just right. Wasn't going to happen. Well, you know? <laughs> normally, I mean, here's the thing. I would suggest, you know, I think couples therapy is always a great way to go. But also, he's 77. So, has he been to a doctor? How's his health? How's his testosterone levels? Um, do you know his, any of this? His health is good. Health is good. Um, he has had a checkup on testosterone levels. Um, oh, a couple of years ago, and that was normal. 
Um, you know, like I think I've mentioned, everything kind of functions okay if you get my drift. And uh, okay, he seems to enjoy it. Enjoy it once it's going on, but uh, it just the you know, getting once started. In a while, it's like right. Take the take the take the first step. You know, make me feel of that. Of course, hey, make this you isn't a bother. You know, I totally get it. So everything you said a few years ago, he got checked. Is that what you said? I would say about three years ago. Okay, well, first of all, let me just say that as we get older, every year things change, and they change a lot faster. So there could be some other health things going on. But it sounds to me like if you didn't tell me the age, like let's say the age wasn't a matter, right? Let's say his health is perfect. But what you're telling me is you want him to initiate more. You want him to be into it. You want him to make you feel beautiful, compliment you. And you're like, do it. I'm not going to be the one who's carrying our entire sex burden here. Not that sex is a burden, but I don't want to be the only one in charge here. And so you're feeling like he's not prioritizing sex as much as you are. Well, yes. And we have, you know, discussed that, that he basically said he doesn't really care about it anymore. Well, that could be uh, real. Yeah. But it still matters to you. And so that's why it's like, I feel like there is a communication breakdown. Are you seeing this in other parts of your relationship right now? Or is is this really the only challenge? Or is everything else you guys are having a great time? We've had challenges in our relationship. Um, I think the relationship's actually getting better. Um, You know, in the beginning, we're very different personalities, and I'm kind of a very gentle soul. I I don't do anger. Right. And he's he's very quick to anger, and he stays angry for days, you know, for no reason. So um, that's hard. I think I've learned to kind of maybe recognize the triggers a little better. That's and, good. You yeah. Know, or I just let him be angry and it's like, well, get over it. When you're over sometimes it, you got to let your- people calm down. Yeah, sometimes you got to let people calm down. But it sounds like, I mean, is, do you guys live together? Like, do you see yourself together for the for the long haul here? We've had no commitment. Um, I mean, I'm kind of looking to officially move in. I'm trying to rent my, my condo. I just kind of figure, well, let's enjoy what we have now in our companionship and travel and, you know, enjoy. Right. And I would say for the most part, it is very enjoyable. We enjoy being together. Okay, well, that's important. I mean, it's not easy to find someone that you really like spending time with. So I'm telling you, I mean, I've said this before. I will tell you this, Jan. I think couples therapy is an amazing tool for every couple. I think that everybody needs it. It can help you communicate. It can help you deal with how you deal with his anger. And he can maybe really hear why the sex is important to you and how he can maybe initiate it. So I think even a few sessions, you might guys might lear, um, learn some really good tools that could just help you move to the next level. So you'll want to move in together. So you'll feel good about taking the next steps into this relationship. Because if he, if you've never had therapy, and I don't know if you have or if he has it, like it's never too late to have therapy and to I, figure this stuff out. I have many years ago, a um, couple therapy, how we're talking about when I was about 30 years old or something, I was in a relationship with a guy that I didn't really want to be with him, but he wanted us to go to therapy to see if we could work it out. Okay, well, that was a long time. <laughs> right. Long time ago, yeah, yeah. I think it's helpful, yeah. Janet. I think I it's time. I think you guys should go. I mean, if you ask some friends if they know a good therapist in the area, I think well, that. I guess that's why I had, I had hoped that uh, you know you could message me directly if somebody that you knew or could recommend. If 
you know, Long Beach, Orange County area. Or okay, you're like in that. Long Beach, Orange like- County. I could, we could do that. I actually do have some people in that area that I could recommend to for sure. And then also, if you want to do some more of this work on your own, I mean, I'm just going to say this one thing about initiating sex is that a lot of times we tell our partners what we need, like initiate sex. And they might not know what that looks like. And I know it seems so obvious, but he might need to know like when you come home from work or when, when you are, I walk in the door or things that you need specifically, like how it would look to you. We all learn in different ways. So he actually might not be hearing it, what you're saying or hearing it as an attack. So if you want to do something now, I would just say you could kind of explain it more to him without take the emotion out of it or take the blaming and just kind of calm and, you know, but it sounds like you've been trying that. So that's why I think therapy and we will send you some names. Yeah, I mean, I think it's even more than the sex. It's, it's the whole business of um, just affection and which, you know, actually means more than the sex sometimes. I know? hear you. I need it. If I don't have affection from someone, like I feel like I'm like I could be sitting next to them. If they're not touching me, I'm like, I'm dying right now. So people need it more than others in their relationship. So love languages are really important. Like I always talk about the five love languages. Yours might be physical touch right. and his might not be yeah. at all. And that's when you have to make concessions. Like he has to be like, okay, I get, I understand that that's how you feel loved. That's why I don't feel loved. If someone's not touching me that I'm in a relationship with them, I'm like, we have not touched. I don't feel loved, you know, and I need words. He might need, you know, acts of service. He might feel like if you put gas in his car, when you see that he needs it, he's going to feel loved. So I, if you guys want to like quickly do the love languages quiz, I recommend that for every couple. I have done that. Um, he, he just says something like, well, this is stupid. Well, but I think I would believe answering for him. I kind of know what his answer is. Well, see, you be, probably know, you know what his two are. So I think that you can yeah. just kind of, even if you know what you know, if you've been with him for three years, you know what they are. I could tell you, like everyone in my life, pretty much what they are. So I think you could just start playing that game with him and see if that happens too. So those are a few really good tools I think you could work with, especially because you know what you need and you'll come, probably help him out. The question I have also would, do you think we should start with just a couple's therapist or go right to someone whose specialty is? It's sex and, you know. And marriage and therapy or like a marriage counselor, like a couples therapist. I would think a couples therapist because it sounds to me like you guys have other challenges. I think you can go and bring up the sex, but it sounds like there's some more communication. You said he's more anger. You you know, you kind of shy away from anger. I get it. Like expressing anger isn't comfortable for everybody. So it sounds like it's more communication than it is just sex. But that's what, after talking to you, I'm going to say a couple's therapist and then see what, and then bring up the sex in the first session. But I think, um, because some people don't, they think it's weird to bring it up right away. And I say, put it all on the table. You're paying for that session. You're in the room with them. You got them there. Talk about everything. And I'll send you a few options. Okay. Oh, that would be great because it's, it's. There's just so many to choose from or anything. and uh, Yeah, you said Long Beach. I don't know. I, I, don't, I know. It's he over- may not want to go. Well, that's a whole other thing. But yeah. I think it's really important. If he wants to be in this relationship with you, um, it's important that he goes. And that's just the yeah, whole, I mean, I there's so no too. one who's ever said, why did we go to couples therapy? It ruined everything. If anything, it helps you figure out that he's the guy you want to be with or not. It fast tracks everything. Right. So therapy's for everybody. Therapy for all. Okay, Janet, we'll send you some names. You can let me know how it goes. You got to do it. Just keep pushing this along. You don't want to suffer anymore with this. You guys can learn to break through or not. And then you'll have your answer sooner than later. Yeah, because I really feel my needs aren't met. I know, know, honey, and that's a terrible feeling. So let's get your needs met or then you walk. All righty. Okay, we're we're on this, Janet. (laughs) We're on the case for you. Have a great day. We will help you. Thanks, Janet. Bye. And I'll be willing to see your uh, suggestions. I will do that. Okay, you're so welcome. Bye.
So yeah, you guys, I feel like um, I can never say it enough. I have no problem telling everybody on the planet that they need therapy. A few times, find the right therapist. It depends what you're dealing with. And I also think that the love languages, the love languages, I cannot speak about them enough. You can just Google love language quiz. We've talked about it. We have a good blog about it on the website, the five love languages. And typically there's two of them and our partner might not share them, but we can know how they experience love by understanding um, what we need, what they need. And I think it works. It seems so simple and silly, but I've seen it heal a lot of relationships along with really good therapy. Allie, 26 from Madison, Wisconsin. She has concerns about hormonal birth control. Hi, Allie. Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. So um, I've been listening to some um, different podcasts about trying to live some more natural, you know, chemical free life. And um, I'm really kind of freaked out about pumping myself essentially full of estrogen. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if you have any concerns about that or more information. I'm not really experiencing any problems right now with it. Um, you know, I've been on the pill since I was 16 and then I switched to a, a ring right. a couple of years ago and I'm not having any problems, but I found some research about higher rates of breast cancer and different risks associated with that. And I'm pretty freaked out. I know. I I understand. You know, it's all new. I mean, I guess some of this stuff has been around for a while that, you know, we're still, luckily people are starting to study this stuff because we're not a hundred percent sure about it, but I, I know what you're saying that there can be some risks with estrogen and the kind of, um, birth control. How long have you been using the ring? Since 2016. Okay. And then before that you were on the pill for a while and why did you switch? I wasn't taking it at the same time every day <laughs> right. and I was having some pretty um pretty serious like mood swings and stuff oh. and then my doctor was like yeah well you need to take it at the same time every day and I couldn't figure it out after I you know, know. 10 years, so. at least you knew that I wish I knew that that's why I was making me crazy when I was in my 20s so now you moved into the ring and you haven't had any side effects in that you feel more stable the last two years that you had the ring in yeah so this would be more of like a preventative if I were to switch and do like a non-hormonal birth control would be more preventative because my family does have a history of breast cancer. Right. No, I understand. So I'm at a higher risk. Oh, great. No, I get it. You're right. I mean, there are some concerns that are not that, what's the word? People aren't as aware of it right now as you, as but you yeah. are. I think that I'm also getting, we are, you know, in my industry, in my business, we are getting more aware of the side effects of all this. So you said that you tried to get measured for a copper IUD, which is supposed to be safer, but you said your uterus is too small. What you said in your email did you get a second opinion on that? No, I haven't. Because I haven't heard that before. And I'm just finding with all these Western medicine doctors that part of me feels like you kind of should get a second, you should get a second opinion on almost everything. Really? Okay. Yeah, we think that medicine's like this science and the doctor says, and we trust what the doctor says. But I'm not sure. I mean, that maybe that's the case. But I know that the IUD is supposed to be, you know, could be a little bit safer for you if you want to try that out again. And I like that you're not having any side effects right now. I also think that with the birth control pill might be a little bit safer as well because you could get one with lower estrogen. So this is what you could do. I would say go back to a doctor, tell them that your concerns and do some research too. Like find a doctor, you know, it's okay to see one or two. Like I believe three opinions, really. Like these days Mm -hmm. for whatever I do, like I check out three different experts because 
you know, if you got time, I know it's a lot of time, but I just feel like there's a lot of different opinions out there. But if you're mostly concerned about your history of breast cancer and estrogen, I would suggest go to another doctor, get measured for the IUD again. And then also if you felt comfortable going back on the pill, because then you can regulate it, you can get a lower estrogen pill and you could also like, you know, maybe you're older now, set an alarm on your phone, put it by your toothbrush. Um, yeah. Really, they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. And I'm telling you, I've been so bad about these things too. But when I find like I get to this point where I just like, I floss now every night, it's taking a few years, right? Like I have it by my bed. I'm like, I'm going to floss by my bed or I'm going to like take my supplements. It took forever, but I have an alarm. And after a while, I don't have to have the alarm. So if you are really committed to this and committed to your health, where it sounds like you are, I think those would be your best options. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, you're so welcome. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You guys, it's real. I mean, I think that as women, we get put on the pill when we're young and we don't often ask the questions that we need to. And we just assume that's the only option. But for a lot of women, there's a lot of different pills that you can take, um, kinds of birth control pills that might affect you differently. Your room might be taking one kind and you might take another kind because all of our bodies react differently. So ask questions and then understand how they work. I mean, I've gotten emails from women who think they're pregnant, taking the pill. They take it regularly at the same time every day, but you realize that you're taking the pill. So someone, you know, they think they're pregnant because someone came inside them. Well, the truth is, that's why you're taking the pill. Someone can come inside you so you don't get pregnant. So I think it's just important for us to become experts at our own sexual health because um, we can do that. And I think sometimes we just take the doctor's word as is, but let's keep doing our own research because our health matters. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I look forward to having another wonderful masturbation month with all of you. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, Jenny, volunteer, Sarah, producer Lark, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since. So I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.